Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Don and Sue here once again, and this time we get to welcome, last time we welcomed our second daughter, Madeline. This time we get to welcome our third daughter, Macy, to the podcast. So welcome, Macy. Thank you. Glad Yay, to be here. Yay, Macy. <laughs> I, I keep, she's She's still, our teammate. She's our crazy, cool family, make it happen girl. Yeah, she's, do it without her. Yes, full-time with Crazy Cool Family, does the podcast, does the social media, so she knows our material better than us. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> and she's about to have a baby, so she gets to start practicing. Yes. She, right now, she gets to practice on her um, nieces, nieces and nephews, and nephews yep. but, but and she's very involved in their lives, but now she's going to get a practice on one of her yep, own. Yeah, I'm about halfway through this first pregnancy, first baby, and I just keep telling people, I want to have a baby so I can practice all these things I know, like so much head knowledge, but I haven't really practiced it consistently. So well, we have a series we're going through right now called Family Culture Made Simple. And what we want to do, culture is so important. We've talked about what culture is. It's it, it's easier to feel than it is to really explain, but you just know it. And but we want to help your culture in your home be amazing and if you've been through our Crazy Cool Family material, you know we have four pillars of culture, and one of them is we call relational discipline. And we want you to learn how to help your kids go from parent control to self-control. We want them to make wise decisions on their own. And so, Suzanne, tell them about the discipline drivers. Yeah, so within that relational discipline, there's seven drivers. We call them seven discipline drivers. And we've um, done podcasts on Think Before You Act, Ask Forgiveness. And then we did one with Madeline, Act Like the Parent, Not the Child, See Things Through the Eyes of Your Child. Today we're going to do Consider Natural Consequences and Life is in the Why. And then the last one we'll wrap up with Let or let them make mistakes. Let our kids make mistakes. And so all of these, what's a driver? A, a driver is a concept. It's a belief system that you <clears throat> think about and you um, try to implement in your home. So we may be challenging. And in fact, both of these are really good drivers in that, but they're going to challenge because we find a lot of parents are applying these types of situations incorrectly. I say incorrectly, but not in the way we would recommend. And therefore, um, they're getting some consequences that they would not like to have. And so uh, just open up your mind a little bit as we uh, start to dig into these and, and realize that and what we'd like you to do is just think about how you might apply them. You may have a seven-year-old, you may have a three-year-old or a 15-year-old, and how you might apply these to connect with them in different ways. And so going into natural consequences, um, is a person who doesn't, is a parent, I guess a person too, I'm that, right? I'm a person and a parent. You're both. Yeah. I am, don't really like conflict. And so didn't, not even a big fan of really disciplining. Like I didn't want my kids to be brats, but I wasn't a really heavy disciplinarian, but I love natural consequences. Oh my goodness. Sounds a little evil, but. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It really sounds, yes. But I love it. But wait, it. she'll explain why. <laughs> I love it because it's a consequence of their action. It's something that they've done, and then that automatically happens. And mm -hmm. so, and what we, we say all the time, Macy, you ex explain it really well. You were watching our, some, yeah. Yeah, in one of our, in this video in Basecamp, in the core courses, 
it just is a really powerful image that I think a lot of parents just don't realize or know is that a lot of times in discipline, it feels like there's a line of whatever's happening, the situation, the circumstance, and the parents on one side and the kids on the other. But what natural consequences does is it puts the parent and the kid on the same side of the line. It's like you're on the same team and it's almost like it's you guys against this natural consequence, whatever happens. Yeah, I mean, like a practical example of that would be, let's say you're, you've got a seven-year-old boy and he runs to the house in his sock feet and you're like, don't run to the house in your sock feet. You're, you're, it's gonna. We have hardwood floors, and it's gonna slip, and you're gonna and you're gonna fall. And so, sure enough, he's running through, and all of a sudden, he slips and falls, and he drives his knee into the door facing, and <laughs> he's you know as he slides into it, and it hurts a lot, and he starts to cry. Well, a typical parent would say at that point. See, I was right. You know, if, if how do you, we do that? Is that human nature? Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, like why pile it on? Is that helpful? That's shame, shame, idiot. Not good. But you know, you not say the parenting. word idiot, but that's the way they feel. That's, one is the tone that you're, we you're use. Giving, totally. It, it, and you know, it's it's so funny. You know, our our friend <laughs> comedian Tim Hawkins. He talks about how you know once the once you hit your thing and, and the parent goes. Careful. Yeah. Like, Be careful. Like, yeah, like, Watch out for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's bad parenting. But but it really is, you know, when they hit themselves, is, is what if you instead of saying, you know, see, told you, or, you know, and, and really with that tone of piling on with more consequences to happen, you just said, hey, man, I'm so sorry that happened. Why do you think that happened? Well, I was running with my socks on great. If you don't want your knee to be bruised like this, let me put something on it or whatever to help you. But if you don't want your knee to be bruised like that, maybe next time you're, you know, we don't run in the house and, and we run yeah. outside and that's where we want to do it. Yeah. And you can have a conversation with him rather than piling on. That's a great example of natural consequences. Yeah. And I think like the bottom line is natural consequences puts you and your kid on the same team. Mm -hmm. It's you don't have to dish out the bad consequence. You don't have to punish or implement some sort of consequence. It's already there for you. And I had a personal experience when I was in grade school. I was being homeschooled and mom had just probably had a baby or something in our life was happening. And she was my primary educator, but we had bought this math program. And every day I was doing math on the computer. I was doing my homework I was doing my tests and I was showing them to her and I just got pretty overwhelmed and I started cheating and I started using the answer key to like get my homework and my tests done and I did it and you didn't tell us anything and about yeah you guys had no idea <laughs> yeah basically the whole year like yeah. probably more than half the year for sure coming at the end of the year with my whole binder that I'd made pretty decent grades on that year because I had the answer key felt so guilty and I just shared it with you guys and I was in tears and I was like, I've been cheating this whole year, you know, like, you know, 10 year old Macy just, you know, undone and beating myself up. Like you said, idiot, shame, all going on in my head for months. I'd been dealing with this and I don't remember y'all's exact words. And I definitely still had to redo my math lessons that <laughs> summer, which was the natural, which was the natural consequence. But it was a good consequence because y'all's heart was like, Macy, we're so sorry. We hate that for you. We're so sorry you felt alone. But the natural consequence of this is you have to learn your math in order to go into the next grade. And I wanted to go to the next grade. And so it's just, a, it's like a, it's a revelation. I think that parents just might not realize that like natural consequences gives you the chance 
to be on your kid's side and see the situation from their perspective and then help them learn something from it. Yeah, the way I see it is you're joining them in their mess. I mean, like that was a mess. Yeah. And Macy is a, a perfectionist and she's very hard on herself. We did yeah. not have to be hard on her because she was hard I parented enough. myself. Yes, she <laughs> Harsher did. than you guys oh, did. Oh, <laughs> way harsher. I mean, we, she really allowed us to barely parent her at all because she was so hard on herself. I already know, Mom. I already know. You don't have to say it. I already know. That's what I would do to myself. <laughs> and so that's the beauty of natural consequences is like you said, we're on their team, joining them in their mess on that side of the line. Yeah. Putting, I mean, imagine you're putting your arm around them saying, okay, this is a mess. Wow, look at that mess. <laughs> How are you going to clean that up? Yeah. I mean, can I help you clean that up? I'd love to help you clean that up instead of the guilt and the shame and the... Which if you think about it, that's the gospel. Yeah, like that's Jesus what, doesn't yes. stand far away from us pointing the finger, piling it on saying, how are you going to clean that up? He comes and gets in it with us and says, I, I'm so sorry that you've yeah. been stuck in this. You know, what What are we going to do? How are we going to work our way through it? And it's just a, it's a kingdom perspective of your kids being human you know mm -hmm. how are you going to handle your kids being human get in the mess with them figure mm -hmm. it out with them be on their team and that gets substantially harder when they do the same thing a hundred times yeah. <laughs> but it's just a helpful perspective change rethinking the way you're choosing to deal with discipline whenever there is a natural consequence on the on the playing field and there are times as a parent that you do need to do consequences so this is not something right. that happens every time i mean sometimes your child says i'm going to disobey and looks at you and you're like okay if you disobey and again this is where we talk about being firm without being angry and things like that and you say okay if you're going to choose this path then i'm going to have to put some consequences in there however we feel like uh, many parents feel like we always have to. I mean, there's so many teenagers that they never have their cell phone because it's always being taken <laughs> yeah. away for something. And so they, you know, it's just and, and the punishment winds up being, you know, just so much more than the crime. And, yeah. and, and, and in addition, they've already had natural consequences happen. That's one aspect of it. So I just wanted the parents to know that this doesn't happen all the time, but you start to it's a way to discern and you say, wow here are some natural consequences coming. How can I use that for my favor in order to, like you're saying, Macy, to get along, get on the other side? Yeah. I also want to address with natural consequences that, and we'll address this more in our next podcast when we talk about um, that um, let them make mistakes. But sometimes we're trying to rescue them from natural consequences. You know, we're not quite as evil as Suzanne over here where we <laughs> manufacture. Not evil. As he explained the kid running through the house with the sock feet on, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't say one thing to that kid. You know, I'd be like, oh, yeah, you're about to slip and crack your head open. And that's yeah. going to be a really rough natural consequence. And, you know, and so I would let them, you know, live and learn is yeah. what I would say. Yeah, live yeah. and learn. Go ahead and let your kids live and learn because reality is... If we go before them and tell them, then chances are they're still going to go do it and live and learn on the back end of it. And so we've just parented a bunch that we didn't need to parent because we learn from our mistakes well, more yeah. than we learn from other people's lectures or other people's expenses. And I mean, experience allow what that's in my, yeah, that's exactly what my point is that sometimes you can allow some natural consequences to come in, you know, let them go through situations knowing there's there's likely to be some natural we want to always want to do it in in safe environments you know where we're but but then so often as parents we're trying to consistently rescue them from natural consequences well yeah. that's and and what we're trying to do is get you to think about life a little bit differently with your child one is to 
let them make mistakes, as we'll talk about next week. But as that happens, consider that those mistakes lead to adversity, which leads to natural consequences, which leads to the way you can come alongside them and be able to help them. Yeah. One of my favorite parts of this course in Basecamp is that there's PDFs with each video and in each of the PDFs, there's reflection questions. And what I was learning as I was like re-upping on this content was like a lot of our mindset when it comes to discipline stems back or is rooted in how our parents disciplined us. And my husband and I, as we are married and we're processing things, we're learning that a lot. Like our outlook on a lot of things is rooted in things our parents taught us, which is normal and natural. It's how God designed it. But it begs the question, and this is what these these questions are kind of for, for you to reflect on as a parent. I'm just going to read them. Is like, can you remember a time where you learned from natural consequences? What was something that you did or that your parents allowed to be the punishment, quote unquote, but it was just a natural consequence of your actions? And then pulling it into your current season with your parenting, is there a time you can think of that your child experiences natural consequences? How did you handle that? You know, maybe before this podcast, you've never really thought about that before. Let the natural consequence be the only consequence. But it's like, what did you do? Did you rescue them? Did you help them? Or did you harp on? Did you pile on to the natural consequence? I just think it's helpful, especially for me as I'm thinking about being a parent soon of like, what what kind of mindset am I bringing into parenting? Mm-hmm. What am I thinking about every time this type of situation comes up? Because I can like retrain my brain right now. Even with my little nieces and nephews, I can already be aware of what I bring into discipline, what I've already learned, what I've already picked up, and then what are the new tools I want to actually use. And so I have an example to tie, tie in what you're talking about. Um, so when, let's say your kid drops their phone and cracks their screen and so a lot of times as parents, we are, we're thinking of the pain and the expense and all that that's going to take, cause we're going to have to go get it fixed and we're going to have to pay for it and all of that stuff. So we feel all that. Well, we feel all that when we do it ourselves, when we drop our phone, we're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I broke my screen and I have oh, glass in my fingers. <laughs> yes. And, and this is so, you know, and Oh my goodness, I can't stand it. Because we know all of that. And so how do you take what we you know as an adult and all the things that's going to happen, but you give your child those natural consequences, but you're not mad at them. I can't believe you dropped your phone. This is the third time you dropped your phone. This is, you know, it's like, no, no, no. Feel sick about it as if you had done it yourself. Yeah. Think about that. If you, had, if you were in your child's shoes, feel sick about it. And then what would it cost you? What's it going to cost them? Oh, you're going to have to go with me Saturday morning. We're going to go before your soccer game, you know, which is, you know, a little bit, you know, hope we make it in time for the soccer game. Don't (laughs) let the team down. And, and then, you know, you're going to have to pay for it and you don't have any income. So you're going to have to do this, this, and this. That's the natural consequences, but you're not mad at them for doing it. I mean, granted, I get mad at myself when I drive (laughs) and break my phone, but anyway, so that's kind of how you do that. You change your whole thought process as a parent of what is that, what would that look like if I you know yeah well just think about you know just as we wrap up this topic and we go to the next one remind yourself that natural consequences are your friend Mm -hmm. that they're your friend they're your buddy they are they might be your best friend at times because (laughs) they help you and and that's what i want to just end with you catching the concept of 
because they help you get on the same side as your teen mm-hmm. or your child so that you can come alongside them and work through the issue with them rather than working against them. And so often, the, especially as kids get older, they perceive the parents as the bad guys. Yeah. When in reality, we need to be perceived as the good guys that are coming along helping them. Yeah. Natural. Sometimes we do have to be the bad guys, and that's okay. But many times we're the bad guys when we don't need to be. Yeah. yeah. And so we can be the good guys, and we can be the the you know the parent that comes alongside and helps our our kid in it at every age. Yeah, it's good. Um, so next one, and and it it relates in so many ways, and it's called life is in the why. This one's my favorite one. Mine too. (laughs) How how come? I like the verse that we attach with this one, Proverbs 4, 5. It says to get wisdom and understanding. And I think as a parent, one of our primary roles is to help our kids understand the world. And the best way to understand the world is by understanding God's perspective of the world and how God would handle the world, which is wisdom. And so I just love that idea of why, like life is in the why, who created life? God. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, how do we want to understand life from God's perspective? Well, why? Because God is the creator. He's the sustainer. He's the one. And so if he's telling us to get wisdom and understanding, if he's inviting parents to be the primary wisdom and understanding giver, we should probably do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and there's probably a lot of like value and kingdom in that. Yeah, I even want to expand on that a little bit on in Proverbs uh, 4, 5. It says, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom, though it costs you all you have, get understanding. I mean, it's like, it's not like it's just, oh, by the way, we should get wisdom. It is, oh my goodness, this is important. And the way wisdom comes to our children is through asking why. Mm-hmm. And Suzanne, why do you think? Why is it so important to you? Well, I, or, okay, so the reason that I love it is because I, um, I am not a rule follower and I do not like being told what to do. <laughs> and I want to have ownership of my own thoughts. I would not do well in a, in a government that bossed me around a lot, you know, or <laughs> I wouldn't have done well in a home if I'd had controlling parents. I would not have done well. I would have rebelled. Um, And the reason is because as soon as I can understand what is going on behind the scene, I'm all in. You tell me, I mean, we we need to drive, we need to drive the speed limit because it's dangerous to go around these curves faster than this amount. Then I'm going to drive that speed limit. You know, we need to, what, you know, like, oh, the perfect example we were explained one time is never run in church. No matter what, don't ever run in church. (laughs) If the church is on fire, then run in church. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, every single rule could be like that. If then. And so, so, so to me. Me, would, the why the why own. goes with the if then if you explain the why then they can think for themselves okay if then not this is a hard fast rule no matter what this is what we have to do period the end yeah. so how would you explain for to finish that thought why don't we run in church 
Oh, yeah. You don't run in church because you don't want to run into people. There's older people there that you want to honor and value. You don't... That aren't as quick as you are. (laughs) Yes. Or this is not... I mean, I'll tell my kids all the time when they were running someplace they shouldn't, this is not a playground. This is the library. We don't run in the library. We read books in the library, but we'll go... As soon as we get outside, we will run, run, run. I mean, and so that's the why behind whatever it is that their action or behavior is that they want to do because they're childish. Maybe they're foolish. If I can explain why why that's not a good behavior, then now they own it. And I never have to tell them again, you don't run in the library because it's where we read books because they now know. Yeah. Well, the reason I love it is oh, because... Don, why do you, yeah, you love it? You no, love nobody's asking <laughs> But I mean, hey, just in case you are, just in case People want to know. Yeah, just in case you're interested. Um, uh, you know, and, and it relates to what you're saying is that our children are constantly from, from birth until they leave our home. And even then, even afterwards, they're constantly building a database in their minds in order to, they will, they're building a database to make decisions on. And why wouldn't we as a parent want to have as much influence and input pack into, that database into with wisdom <laughs> well but actually we parents do differently. And, and one of the questions I have is when parents, when a kid asks why, then um, when a kid asks why, we almost, it's, it's wrong for them to ask why because we, we treat it as a sign of disobedience. Uh, and, and it can yes. be. Now, we need to address this a little bit because it can be, hmm. depending on their tone, we have to... But that's and, even a training issue. We can well, train exactly them. Exactly what I was going to say is you have to teach your kid how to ask why, to ask why, encourage them to ask why, but also how to ask why mm-hmm. because it can be, well... I don't want to clean up my room. Why do I have to clean up my room? It's yeah. just got, why do I have to brush my teeth? It's just, they're just going to get dirty again. I asked my parents that question all the time when I was because <laughs> Logical. I, I had no. I, I really and natural just, consequences. How many fillings do you have now? <laughs> don't talk about And Macy, how many do you have? Because you brushed your teeth as a child. But I, I oh, really gosh. didn't get it. I mean, I didn't get why I had to brush my teeth. I really didn't, but you know, the more I could have understood the why, maybe yeah. I would have avoided some of the cavities or whatever. But. And so with that, just know parents, like when your child is two and three and they go through that stage of why, why oh is gosh. the sky blue and why is the grass green and why does God, you know, send the rainbow after the rain and why, why, why? And we get, as parents, we get so wound up. We're like, oh my gosh, stop. I just want to help you rethink that, knowing that you are giving them information to base their all their, their life on, their decisions on, their experiences on, their choices on. And so go ahead and give them those answers patiently and <laughs> kindly yeah. and understanding because as parents, that's what we get to do that. Yeah. We get to lay that foundation of why. And so like, I loved it, Don, when you were saying, you know, when, when, when your kids are sassy back with you with why, then just turn around and say, I love it that you're asking why. And <laughs> I want to explain that to you, but the way you're doing it is whining. And it's almost like you're arguing with me. And so we're, let's, Let's do why differently. Why is curious. Like, why, mommy? You know? And then, I mean, and another thing is help me understand. You know, that's anyway. So I just, I I love why, but but you do have to train your child. And you do have to, and you will know the difference between the argumentative why. Yeah. And then the curious curious why. Exactly. And the argumentative why, you, you meet it head on. 
You call it for what it is. You're arguing with me because you don't want to obey. I'm, I will tell you the answer, <laughs> but you will never ask me why again, because the answer is your teeth are going to rot out of your head and you're going to have to have false teeth when you're an old man. Yeah. You know, no one likes that. <laughs> anyway, I think two really quick thoughts is that a lot of time the word why equates in my brain to vision and there's i'm sp- i'm spacing on the scripture but it's without vision the people perish mm. and i think that proverbs 29 said. and so i remember hearing that verse growing up but then i remember it really sticking in college when i was trying to get a vision for my life and i was trying to understand okay why'd you create me god what am i supposed to do how do i represent your kingdom and i was like kind of trying to figure out who i am and i feel like a lot of times kids default and even we default to why because we're questioning and we're wondering and there's a gap in our understanding and I feel like it's like one of my favorite things that I ever got taught in my faith is don't be afraid to ask God why Mm -hmm. if you don't Mm -hmm. understand something don't be afraid to ask father God why and I just love that idea of like I don't I don't ever I don't ever think God gets tired of me asking him why so if we are parents and we're trying to represent the father heart of God, why would we get tired of our kids asking why? And I get the discipline side of it and the argument side of it. I think that's a great point. But I think it's helpful to kind of raise our perspectives a little bit and be like, we get to ask father God why. And so well, our kids should be able to get to ask us and, and why. And actually yeah, to think about cool. it, you know, so, so many times kids are scared to ask why and they don't do it because they're scared to ask God or they're even scared to ask their parents. I'm scared I'm going to get in trouble. I'm scared I'm going to look bad. I'm scared I'm going to. And so that's why we talk about is not only and because so often they get punished for asking why shut down and shut down. Exactly. And and that's a negative thing. And we want to we want you to flip your thinking and turn it into a positive thing of let's train our children. In fact, one of the ways I do that a lot and um, is I tell my kids why, even when they don't ask. And I may ask them the question, hey. Why do you think we're doing this? Why do you think, yeah. why do you think I tell you to do this? Yeah. Or why well, do you want me to, why do you want, why do you think I want you to do this? Yes, yeah. exactly. And they'll say, and they may give you the right answer. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, could, that can happen. Well, well, and then, so then when they say, I don't know, you say, um, you say at that point, well, okay, why do you think? Mm-hmm. So give me an just you know mm-hmm. and you're all you're doing is just and again with that with the right tone you say why do you think that well it what do you think might be the answer yeah and, and, so good. and then they start to so as you are asking them the why or, or you make a point to say i want to explain the why mm-hmm. then they say well gosh i can ask my dad why mm-hmm. it opens up the door and along with that too is that i mean it goes back to when they're little and they're asking why if you are patient and kind like we said then you're building the framework that i when i ask why to mom and dad they're going to be kind and nice and reply you know it's mm-hmm. the same thing so they're gonna they're gonna feel safe asking you you why why can't I hang out with my friends why can't I have a phone at this age why can't I look at this technology instead of doing it behind their back your back and so many kids will do it behind their kids back their parents back because they did they weren't they didn't feel confident or secure enough in the relationship to press in and ask the parents why so much so that like the other day we were talking to our youngest child McCade about some things and, and we noticed that he had taken an app off of his phone and we and so we said back to him, why do you why don't you have that? You know, most of your kids have that. He's like, 
I didn't like what it does to me. Oh, yeah. I was t- actually telling him to follow somebody, and he was like, I don't have that app anymore. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but he was processing the why yeah. himself yeah. at 17 years old to say, yeah. this is not the, you know, why do I have this? Well, I have it so I can communicate with my friends, but it's doing more harm than good. Yeah. So I'm not going to have it. He's processing his own why, which isn't that, because really... Tell kind me. of the goal. Well, because that's what we... <laughs> Think for yourself. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's why so I love the t- why. telling them the why helps them to shape their world in the right way so they're going to make wise decisions on their own. The more why they get, you know, so often parents just say, you know, my, my dad would say, don't do as I do, do as I say. And I was like, <laughs> well, what in the world is that? You know, Not helpful. Yeah, not helpful. But I mean, they wouldn't really, you know, so often it's like, we just do it because I tell, because yeah. I said so. Yeah. Is, is it's some, not, sometimes, it's not good it's, sometimes is you have to do it because they're running out in the street or whatever. But often, 90% of the time, it needs more. Well, and it gets me so fired up being at the beginning of a parenting marathon and race of like, I want my kids, I deeply want my kids to hold wisdom. I want them to have understanding. I want them to come to me with things and understand the why. I want to feed their database. Like all these things we're talking about get me Mm -hmm. so excited because I'm like, I want my kids to seek out wisdom. I want them to be people like it talks about in Proverbs 4 and 29, like we were talking about, like, and as a parent, we get to invest in that place. We get to invest in that database. We get to represent the heart of God by talking about the why and it not being a condemning conversation, but a curious conversation. It just makes me excited. You could start out with just super simple things if you have little kids. Hey, why do you think we take a bath? Yeah. yeah, you know why do we eat healthy yeah. foods? You know why do we whatever? Why do we not? Why don't I give you you know a whole pint of ice cream to, to eat <laughs> whenever or whatever? you want? Yeah, whenever like, you want. I mean, one of the ones I can think of is in the parking lot when kids want to run in the parking lot, and it's terrifying. And so to go through and say, you know, we don't run in the parking lot because the driver can't see you. Do you see the person that's driving that car? What color is their hair? And they're like, I can't see him. Exactly. They can't <laughs> see you. And so that's why you hold my hand or you hold onto the shopping cart because they can't see you and they'll, the big, big car will run you over. In the yeah. same way, you have teenagers, you say things like, you know, why do you think I have a curfew for you? You know, why do you think... I am, am nervous about you driving with this person. Yes. You know, the, how many times, you know, mom, my 16 year old, he's been driving a month and we're going to go to Dallas and we, you know, yeah. whatever we're going <laughs> to, we're going to go on the highway and mm-hmm. all this stuff. It's like, well, no, but, but let's talk about it. And just, just saying, not only no, but heck no. And we're not going to do this. And, and, you know, and it, rules, rules, rules. Yeah. Rules. And you're yeah. going to, you're going to obey me or whatever. And then just say, Hey, listen, you know, a lot of times, one of the things I tell our kids a lot is, I'm for you and I'm out for your best interest. So why do you think, I'm always for you and I'm always out for your best interest. Why do you think I would not let you ride with a 16-year-old that's been driving for a month and get on the highway? Well, because he's not experienced enough. He's not, yeah, I mean... Do you think I'm being overprotective? Do you, do you what what is your opinion on it? It doesn't mean we have to change it, but at least we can listen to them. And yeah. they might tell us some things. Well, no, actually, you know, what or they might give us another solution, which I love this. When we ask the why, a lot of times the the, the kid may come back and go, "Well, what if we did this? What if yeah, we got options. the 18-year-old yeah. to drive and then we did this?" Or maybe, Once again, you get them thinking. Yeah. yeah. And then and at that point you go yeah, let's let's get them going so we can make yeah. d- different decisions. They're having to do it on their own. Yeah, I think that's so good. And 
Can I wrap it up for us? Yes, let's yeah. wrap it I up. Just, I just want to remind us of the two discipline drivers we talked about in this episode. The first one we talked about is considering natural consequences. The second one we talked about is life is in the why. And we challenge you parents this week to practice them. Ask God. I think my mom said this on a recent podcast. Chances are because you learned this, God's going to give you a chance to practice it. So <laughs> look for chances to look for natural consequences. Look for chances to share vision, share the why, and practice it. Pick a hard area of discipline right now in your family and practice these two drivers this week. And if you have extra time or you want more resources, go check out Basecamp. It's completely free. All these relational discipline courses are in there. And we just believe that these drivers and the other drivers we've taught you so far are really going to help change your parenting. So we love you guys. We're thankful for you. Yeah, basecamp.crazycoolfamily.com is how you get into it if you've never gotten into Basecamp. And you won't even have to look for things because all you got to do is see them. They're going to... Life is in the why, and um, the other one, natural consequences, <laughs> are, are around you all it's the time. True. Just yep. take a look for them. As always, parents, go be crazy. CrazyCoolFamily.com.